Marcelo. We have Bruce live in the locker room and Tallahassee celebrating on the field with the floor. <laughs> and, and I don't know why, but like we were able to run the ball so well in the first half, to, especially to the left side. And then all of a sudden we started to abandon it. And like I said, it, there is some inconsistency. How are they going to approach this game? How are they going to beat this Florida State team? Well, we're going to break you guys. Um, and, and okay, I, that's it. The show is over. In, 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 in the story, we're going to break you guys. Look, I, I, I'm joking, but it's true. Lord, the climb, the climb continues, KB. Oh, my okay. God. I am sweating. I am... Look, look at my heart. Look, I, 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 look. Look, look, look. You know what? Yeah, I, I have so much to say. All right, and welcome back to another episode of Seminole Sideline 365. As always, I'm KB, and with me is the old man. How are you doing today? How how was your Christmas break? Uh, good, very good. Cold weather up north. Took the uh, took the old bird up north and uh, stayed several days. It was cold, damp, rainy, and so today, as I tweeted you earlier before the show, because I didn't want you to get all crazy on me. I'm clearing my throat with this stuff, okay? So somewhere along the line, I picked up something in the throat area, which is common. You know, I've had my flu shot. I don't know if people have different ideas about vaccines, but I did have a flu shot. But I did pick up something here, so my voice a little scratchy. But you know what? It's like playing the game, KB. When the energy comes in and the adrenaline comes in, I'm ready to go. But if I seem a little subdued to our crew, then you know what? Then that's, you know, don't hammer me too much. But, but before we get started, and as people get into the room here, I want, because we're going to have a lot to talk about. I wasn't going to miss this show. I wasn't going to, uh, you know, not be able to play in this show tonight. I want everybody to know that tonight, this is my old man charity challenge for charity, okay? This is uh, what we call charity challenge for Super Chats. Uh, I think everybody's familiar with Super Chats. And I want people to understand that tonight, any dollar you give in a Super Chat, any dollar you give in a Super Chat, I am going to match it dollar for dollar for the Leon County Humane Society. They're located at 413 Timber Lane. I got, T-I-M-B-E-R. I got it up on the screen. I got it up on the screen yeah. for people. Okay, you got it up there on the screen. Uh, uh, I'm going to match any donations, contributions, call them whatever you want on the Super Chats, a dollar, four dollars coming out of my pocket for helping these needy animals. And often we forget how many 
cats, dogs, and other animals are out there suffering. Birds. And this and, and birds and and lizards and snakes and whatever. But you know, these folks need some help. And last year we made a donation to them as well. They're a very good organization. And if you're in the need of a cat or dog, you know, and you're going to take care of them. You're going to be a responsible pet owner. Go out there and, and talk to these great folks. They've got some great animals out there. And, and it's just hard when you go out there to walk away without getting one. So dollar for dollar, and we'll remind you as we go, I match it out of my pocket. All the money goes to them. Awesome. All right. Well, we will, we will thank you for that. We'll keep you updated. And, uh, uh mark so i think how you super chat there there should be like a dollar thing on the if you're watching on mobile or on, on the web there should be like a dollar symbol where you can say it, it should that dollar symbol should be there and that'll allow you to like uh do it that way i believe um where you can press that button then you put in a message you put in the amount it could be a dollar 50 cents or whatever you wish um but i think you should see that symbol that should allow you to kind of push the super chat through there and that's what of course what the old man will match for the humane society but whatever you guys you wish not to wish to no problems either way, but that's where that, uh, that which the old man will match. So thank you all for that ahead of time. How's it going, Mark? Once again, Dagby, how is it going? Thanks for joining us. So we have a lot to discuss tonight. We're going to break down three different things tonight. We're going to lay this on the Orange Bowl since that is Saturday at 4 p.m. on ESPN. Uh, we're going to be tracking some portal targets because, you know, it's starting to come into focus who Florida State is going after in the portal right now. They're scheduling some more visits. Uh, the window is shorting, obviously, with the portal. Um, and Florida State needs to get in business. The money needs to be transferred to the right places. They need to start getting these commitments now to see what the – because we're starting to see what the shape of this team is looking like. Um, and we're going to see a preview of that on Saturday. We're going to see what this a lot of this team looks like because a lot of the people who are sitting out, obviously, aren't going to be here next year. So we're going to see – this is basically like a New Year's spring game uh, or New Year's – uh, uh, whatever you want to call it, it is like a spring game in the winter time because you're going to see a lot of guys who are going to be fighting for time in 2024. So you're going to get a little bit of a glimpse of what what the situation is going to be next year for a lot of guys. And the transfer portal has a uh, is the opportunity for us to get better going into next season. Uh, and then we'll look at some bowl game results. Obviously, Miami played today and they looked awful. Um, so that was great news. That's the only game I've watched a minute of in the bowl season. I watched the last five minutes of that game on ESPN because once again. I don't care about these bowl games. I don't care about the ESPN. Uh, but when I saw they were losing, I had to tune in for that and to see that disaster happen. So uh, we'll discuss some of those things, anything you guys find interesting and what you guys are watching, obviously. So let's get started on the Orange Bowl and, and what it means for this team. Uh, so we've gone back and forth. Uh, you know, obviously the game is upcoming here uh, on Saturday. And Florida State has, you know, the big news you've been hearing on every media side is Florida, Florida State has up to 19 plus opt-outs at this point in time. You know, you could say, and I think that's, you know, you know, places like, you know, ESPN and things like that love to make it. If you were watching any of the ball games or if you're on any media site, like they're making a big deal about that, right? Uh, FSU having this many opt-outs, stuff like that. But for me, I don't think this is that big of a deal. Um, and, and I think, once again, they're trying to push out this narrative. I, you know, they're trying to push out different narratives. This Like Florida State's players don't care, or, you know, this is a sign of poor culture for Florida State, da-da-da. But I, I, I don't think – I think we as fans – and once again, I'm not going to tell you how to think, obviously. But I think we as fans don't believe that this is – or for me, I'm going to say for myself, I don't see this as a bad sign for Florida State. I, I see this as a, a number of different things. One, 
you do have a good amount of players who are in the portal and most of those players have found new homes. So they're not going to play. Um, I think Florida state has had, you know, 10 plus players go into the portal so far and a good amount of them have landed already. Right. Um, now you had the surprise this week of Tate Rodemaker entering the portal. I believe the day after Christmas or on Christmas day, which was a little bit surprising, a little bit surprising the timing of it, but not surprising in terms of the circumstances of why he did it. You know, this is a kid that has, I think one year of eligibility left and is actively being recruited over in the transfer portal, right? You know, we're waiting for Cam Ward or DJ. One, one of those two guys are is going to be the incumbent starter on this team. And they were actively recruiting over Tate Rodemaker, right? So I don't think any Florida State fan has a problem with him leaving. I think it was just the timing of it all. If I was him, I probably would have wanted to potentially put a little bit more on tape. You know, we could go back and forth on this old man. Do you think... You know, and we can and maybe this is the right way to start the conversation about opt outs for a player like Tate Rodemaker. You know, we've talked about how for guys like, um, you know, like verse and guys who Keon Coleman, Johnny Wilson, guys who are going to the next level and kind of have a good idea of where their draft stock stock is. It makes sense for them not to, to play in this game. Right. They have nothing to gain and everything to lose. Right. Nothing to gain. It makes sense for them to sit out, right? I I hold nothing against them. They've done as much as they can for Florida State to elevate the team to 13-0. Now, the guys who are not sitting out, they do have something to gain. Either they're coming back next year and and they want to further try to establish themselves on the depth chart and fight for time next year, which is totally, especially with a good crop of new recruits coming in, establish themselves on the depth chart. The second tier of guys is, you know, potential players who could go to the NFL – but don't have a strong draft stock as of yet, and then trying to put together put together more more tape for NFL scouts because scouts will be watching this game. There may be some Florida State fans or Georgia fans that may not watch this game, but there will be, I guarantee you, scouts from the pros watching this game because there will be NFL caliber talent on both sides of the ball, uh, including guys like uh, Braden Fisk. Right, Fisk is not a guy that's a guaranteed top three round guy, even though I think a lot of Florida State fans could see him playing on the defensive line in, in, in the NFL based on based on some big plays he's made, his motor, all the intangibles that he has. But I think that's a reason why a guy like him is going to be playing on, on Saturday because he he has a lot to gain. He does also have a lot to lose, but I think he has more to gain from playing and putting more on tape than he has from losing. I mean, this is a guy that wasn't on a lot of guys' radars this time last year playing at Western Michigan. And now he's exploded onto the scene playing at Florida State, playing in some big games. And I think this is an opportunity for him one last time to be on a national stage before the NFL draft and, you know, going to the senior bowl. Do you agree that guys like that, and, and do you agree that should should Tate Rodemaker have played in this game? Should he have maybe waited a little bit more time in, in terms of saying, I'm going to enter the portal and played in this game so that he could have showcased a little bit more on tape versus saying, I'm going to, because I, I don't know where Tate's going to land. I don't know. I don't think it's going to be a power five or power two program, you know, big 10 SEC program. I think it's going to be more like a, you know, uh, like a Sunbelt program or maybe FCS, but maybe like a Sunbelt kind of maybe a lower level big 12 program because of what he doesn't have much tape. And that tape isn't the most flattering outside the Louisville game. What are your thoughts? Uh, I think you gave a pretty good summary there, KB. Um, I, I think 
well, first of all, let me say, I've been very vocal on Twitter. I've been very uh, vocal um, on our programs leading up to this one that, first of all, I fully support all players on FSU and Georgia and all fans on both sides who opt out of this game. There's no doubt that I've penned my name to opting out on on social media. And I still am in that arena that opting out for players and opting out for fans is fully supportable. No one should feel guilty about it at all in that regard. Now, in terms of, of, of quarterback tape, which the news broke on Christmas, I believe you I and I tweeted. Yeah. yeah. I think you alerted me to that or I <laughs> yeah. alerted, I can't even remember. You, said, you thought no. I was making it up. You thought I was making it up. Well, no, <laughs> you know, I, I was surprised, but I wasn't totally shocked by it. Well, yeah. you and I had been saying for months that we expected him to opt out. Uh, I guess the criticism for Tate has been, well, you, your timing was crappy. You know, but you know what? I, I don't, I, I haven't gotten too into that hype about when is good timing. You know yeah. what I mean? There's yeah. never good timing to announce a divorce to anybody. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, as they say. So I think we shouldn't be so hard on, uh, on Tate Rodemaker or his family. He has spent four years in this program and they thought at this point, he would be the heir apparent coming in. And then he had a bit of bad luck there in the, in the Florida game. He gets concussed and he has to come out of the game. Uh, and then he can't play in the ACC championship game. So all of a sudden he's hit with some really bad luck. So, you know, everybody thought he was going to lead the team in this, what I call meaningless exhibition game called the orange bowl as far as i'm concerned any bowl games outside of playoffs in this case it's four teams not 12 like next year any bowl games outside of playoff competition is merely an exhibition game to help those players who want to increase draft stock or fight for positions on their football teams for next season because there is the risk of injury. Now, how does Tate fall into that? Well, yeah, we can agree or disagree on the timing, but he has every right to opt out uh, at any time he wants to. And I think he had conversations with his family over Christmas, whether or not risk versus reward in this game, what was the reward, especially when many players, especially on the offense starters were opting out of this game? What was there to be gained? It was probably, they probably thought there was more to lose on tape than win on tape in that yeah. regard. So we could argue yeah. that to the cows come home as they say, and so on, but let's not burden him too much or beat him up because he announced it on, on that Christmas day. Uh, yeah, I, and maybe he had told uh, coach Mike Norvell that, yeah, I'm in. 
Well, you know what? A lot of players have decided they're not in. And I think at kickoff, now you discussed Brandon Fisk. I'm surprised that he would play in this game. I don't think he has anything left to prove. And I think playing in this game, he risks serious injury being an interior lineman. He gets rolled up once. His career can be over. So he's probably trying to increase his draft status in this regard. He might see himself as a middle round guy, and he's trying to really have a outstanding performance in this game, at least one-on-one battles. He may not be concerned, KB, about who wins the game as much as he is, can I take on double teams successfully? Can I take on my individual uh, blockers successfully and show up and look good? Because the scouts don't give a shit about who wins or who loses this game. They care about individual matchups and against Georgia, depending who he's going against. Now, my understanding is one of the guys maybe he was going against was Mim, Mims, you know, the guy at Florida State Mary War Champs that yeah. we had locked up. Yeah. My understanding, he's not playing. He's opted out for the draft. My understanding is Brock Bowers now. This has all been close hold. All of this stuff. Teofili, we just found out the other day, he's not going to be in the game. I thought he might be running the Wildcat. He said some kind of surgery. Now, Brandon Fisk has been walking around with a boot on. I think well, he's not, walked around with a boot all okay. year. He's been in What I'm saying is, I think we're going to find out that just because guys have been practicing does not mean they're going to play in this game. That includes guys who are coming back who may have minor injuries. There's nothing to be gained for those guys. They don't have to prove themselves in front of this coaching staff, and that's all that counts, in, especially guys who are coming back for the 24 team. Well, uh, okay. You know, they know we'll what they have in these guys. But hang on for a minute. So in that regard, first of all, uh, I think that we won't know till kickoff. Okay, yeah, I, yeah, obviously, yeah. Well, not obviously. Did you see the depth chart? Have but we know the depth, depth chart, chart doesn't mean anything. We we learned that well, uh, against Pittsburgh case, when, it, uh, when guys, so Keon Coleman didn't play. Case, in this case, the depth chart does mean something. Let's look at, let, well, let's look at it for a minute. Okay, let's look at, uh, and I think we have the same one up here. Let's look at on the offensive side. First of all, we have one quarterback who has very limited experience, and that's Brock Glenn. He's your only scholarship quarterback. He's the only scholarship quarterback. I said, I thought we might see a little bit of a surprise by putting um, um, uh, Deuce Span as a potential wildcat. He went to Illinois, was it, or Indiana? On, uh, you know, as a, as a quarterback slash athlete. Now they turned him into a wide receiver, but this guy played some quarterback. He's elusive. We know he's very fast. You might see him take some snaps. Uh, otherwise, you're going to have put in preferred walk-ons, Dylan McNamara or Michael Grant, who have taken no snaps, and they're all freshmen. So your whole quarterback room going in here is totally freshman. On this chart here, they have Span listed now behind Destin Hill. You know, it. You know, it, it's it's kind of weird that Span's on the portal. To be honest, uh, you know, he 
he hasn't been on the field, so he doesn't really have a lot of tape except as a kick returner in that regard. But look up and down this roster. Now, uh, we know we're depleted at tight end. Kyle Morlock, I guess, is going to play. If I was Coach Norvell, do I want to lose Kyle Morlock in a game like this? Am I really concerned that much about winning this game as I am to protect certain players? If I was the coach, I'm sitting out a guy like Kyle Morlock. We can declare, put a boot on him. I don't give a damn what you do. I don't want to lose Kyle Morlock to my 24 uh, team. Uh, well, other once, again, guys, you're, once again, you're thin there too because you lost two Titans in the portal. You lost Marquise exactly. and Preston Daniel. But exactly. that's why that's why Kyle Morlock, it's not like – it's a balancing act too, because you want to see how guys perform with other players. Because if you believe Brock, you know, Brock Lynn is going to be a future starting quarterback at Florida State, you want to see how he can play with Kyle Morlock and how he can play with guys of the caliber. You don't just want to put Kyle, you know, Brock Lynn into a firing line and just start all your backup offensive linemen who maybe not, you know, there's a balancing act here. You can't just say, guys, let's just put all walk-ons in and make it a walk-off exhibition game. Like, I, I don't agree with that type of mentality. If guys are ready to go, you can't just say, because you could have that same mindset the entire year. You could say, well, if you lose one game in the regular season, let's just play the backups all year. It's not worth risking an injury for next season. So I, I don't think just because it is a glorified exhibition game, that's not to say you can't put your best foot forward for the guys that are willing to play and wanting to play this game. I, I don't agree that you you shouldn't play Kyle Morlock in this game because I do think those reps can carry over next year. This is a guy that was playing at Division Three last year. This guy is a guy who is rotating throughout the season with Jaheim Bell and six other guys in that room. This guy needs meaningful reps. Okay, I don't mean to interrupt you. I don't mean to interrupt you, but Jeff Hill just dropped 20 bucks uh, on us uh, in a super chat. Uh, Usually I'd have my lights and bells here, Jeff, uh, but I'm on the road. But no matter what, you helped the animals tonight at uh, at the uh, uh, Leon County a humane society, and I'm matching you with that 20 bucks. That's awesome. So we that have $40 awesome, dollars right now in the pot for Leon County uh, Humane Society, and we appreciate that. And now Jeff says, Tate, I understand why he wanted to transfer, but if he thinks he's a starter, then he should have proven himself, I guess, whenever it comes. It's the coach's job to recruit over you. It's your job to try to keep the job. I, I don't I disagree with I what agree. Jeff's saying. Do you? No, I, uh, Jeff, I, I think you bring up a good point. And like you said, he, he, they were actively, and that's kind of what the, the statement said his family put out there is that they were actively recruiting over him. And I don't think there was a reason why they shouldn't have been. We saw, you know, we saw what happened in the Florida game. He, he, it wasn't pretty, it, you know, we won that game, but that was on the back of the defense for the most part. Let's, let's just be honest. The offense wasn't clicking. I don't think it would have gotten much better if he was playing in a Louisville game, to be honest with you. I, I, I don't I don't think I think this this team, this offense would have had a, a ceiling with Tate Rodemaker. And I think Jeff, you're completely right. And I think Mike Norvell and the staff made the decision to say we need to get better at that position uh immediately. With, because Brock Lund is is gonna need some time to develop as a true freshman, you know, with a red shirt year. And, and you're right, Jeff, and that's why they did it. And I think it was the right decision, and they kind of told Tate you need to go, essentially. And I think the writing was on the wall. Now, could he made that decision? Could he have said, I don't think they would have been mad at him if they said, hey, stick, you can stick around through 
through the bowl game if you want the refs in practice and to work through it. But for him, it may have been the decision. I need to, it's better to put my name in earlier rather than later just to get the feel. Well, there's certain so windows too he has to yeah. make to get into the portal. January you 2nd. know, I, I, there's no doubt this was a, a family decision. They all sat down and talked about it, whether he plays another down of football or not. You know yeah. what I mean? That uh, uh, it's, you know, that's that, yeah. that's the decision. But, you know, for Florida State now, it looks like they're going to bring in a one-year quarterback. And then next year, they're going to be back in the portal trying no, for another no, quarterback. That's, that's not true. What do you know? What are you what talking are you about? about? If, they bring, in, if they bring in Ward, if they bring in uh, Ward, if they bring in GJU, those are one-year guys, aren't and they? That's why they're setting up this transition plan. Brock Glenn needs another year of development before he's ready to compete. Oh, really? He's going to be ready to go in another year? No, he's going to be ready to go. Tate wasn't ready to go in four years. He wasn't a highly rated quarterback. He wasn't a highly rated quarterback. Luke, who they brought in, is the highest rated quarterback they brought in since Jameis Winston. They do not want to start him next year. They want to give him a year to develop and be coached and build build up his body to play. The goal is okay. Is I'm going to interrupt you, KB. We got another important contribution coming in from Mark Dorfman. Uh, I think it's uh, is that twenty or twenty five, Mark? I believe that is twenty dollars. Thank you so much, Mark, okay. for that. That's that is twenty dollars, uh, Mark. Thank you so much. So I'm going to match that. The old man's going to match that, and uh, and hopefully KB can pull up the total at the end of our show. But I'm going to match that. Uh, with another $20. So that's another $40 into the Leon County Humane Society to help these needy animals and all the staff that they have there. And so that's greatly appreciated. And uh, uh, we appreciate that so much, Mark. You're a loyal a loyal viewer on here. Thank you so much. Appreciate so go it. ahead, KB. So just, a, we've talked about this before. It's the secession plan. They want, they don't want a multi-starter in the portal. They want a, a one-year loan, kind of a, a bridge loan to get the secession place, uh, plan in place. They yeah, but well, there wasn't a succession plan before this? No, yes, it was supposed to be. I, I'm not sure I buy hey, into your argument. Tate has not worked out. You okay. have to buy okay. into it. Okay. But this okay. is take, well, why did, not work why out. Why didn't Norvell tell him before the bowl game then? And I'm not here to defend Tate. I, we don't know that. Why didn't they say to him, well, listen, Tate, you're not here. Obviously, when he found out they brought two guys on campus, he knew the succession yeah, plan, and it wasn't him. This has so, been going on for three so weeks. Everybody shouldn't be hammering him because he's decided. I and are. I haven't been a big Tate guy. If people look back at the film, I haven't been a big Tate supporter. I don't think he could take this team to uh, – I don't know if he could take them to the ACC championship. I didn't think they he could, but next year – but you know what? He made his decision. He's out. So let's not hammer the kid. No too one's much. hammering. I don't think anyone's hammering. Well, a lot of people, a lot of fans have been about the timing. Okay, but the timing is because they had they've been. I mean, DJ and Cam came on campus two or three weeks ago, and they and these rumors have been out for almost a month. So it's not like this is a surprise. They've been recruiting guys at the quarterback position. So that's the weird part about the timing. I mean, if I was him and I saw that they were talking about recruiting DJ and Cam, I'm sure the staff went to him three weeks ago and said, hey, Tate, we're going to bring a guy to compete for the starting position. 
we just want you to know, or they probably told him, this is it. We're bringing in another guy for the starting role. You can compete with him or you can go. And I bet he was just internally making the call. But this isn't like they just started talking about Cam Ward or DJ Hugo, you know, to the last week or so. This has been going on for three weeks. So I, I, this shouldn't, this wouldn't, this is, that's why the timing's weird because he's known about this. But that's, that's beyond that. Okay. Well, that's beyond that. We don't care. Here's yeah. the bottom line. Oh. The bottom line is, you know, if you had to rate our quarterback room right now, it's an F. It's a grade F because there's no experience whatsoever. So I've been saying now. So, you know, uh, you know, I, I, I'm not expecting. I'm going to be honest. I'm not. We could get blown out in this game. I don't really care. But, it, you know, uh, you know, there's certain fans out there, you know, trolls out there that are really going to blow this thing up. I'm not going to get caught up in that. And I would tell fans, don't get caught up in all that hype. Don't get in these running arguments on Twitter and other social media about this stuff. You know, it that's that's not really the way to go, you know, in that regard. Okay, got to stop you. Got to stop you again. Uh, Pete DeGree. Pete, nice seeing you out here tonight. Thanks for coming in and making a great contribution to this worthy cause. Uh, the Leon County uh, Humane Society. Uh, they do a great job with all the needy animals in the Tallahassee area, and that's a that's great. That's a that's Thank you so much. Uh, Four ninety nine, and that's the old great. man, boom! The old man, boom! It's going to match that donation, and uh, we're going to put some money, more money there in the bucket uh, for the animals. So okay. thanks so much, a great. Thank you and so it much, is Pete. a great cause. Yeah. Thank you so much, so, Mark, Jeff, and Pete. So, so, we're up to ninety dollars so far. We're up yeah. To $90. So, thank you guys what, so much. So, but what, yes. back to what you were saying, and thank you, Pete, again. That was that's a, all of you so far. Yeah. To, I want to go back to your point. The room is very young, and like you said, you've lost tape. Most most quarterback rooms are not going to have a lot of experience in a portal era. You're not going to have a backup with three years' experience coming in just because of what the portal is. Guys are not sitting on the bench anymore, right? So that's why if you don't have a guy, a highly talented five-star guy that is ready to come. Look at Oregon. They lost two quarterbacks, and then they had to go in and plug another one in, right? Because these guys that are highly – if you bring in two five-star quarterbacks in – one of them is going to leave the next year if they don't get immediate playing time. You're not going to have a guy with 3,000 yards of experience on the bench. It's just not going to happen anymore. Or you're not going to have two five-star guys that are waiting to be developed. So to say the quarterback room's an F, well, it's F on experience because you don't get that anymore. Now you could say it's F because you don't have a five-star waiting in the wings. But I'm rating it on what's in the room today. Okay. Luke, well, Luke is in is going to be is in the room, right? He is. Your it's an F. He hasn't taken a snap, KB. What the hell are you talking about? He hasn't taken a but snap. But he's the incumbent for it. That's why you brought him in. That's why you signed him. Well, no. yeah, yeah. No, what what QB rooms? Reference me the QB rooms listen, that have listen, guys that are going to come in. Listen, in the old days when there wasn't the old days. No, this isn't the old days. Listen, old man. These well, you're using. Not, you're using a word from the old days, KB, and that's incumbent. Incumbent. When when we didn't have this free agency going on, there weren't any transfer portals. Then you could use the word incumbent. You bring guys in to school them for a couple years, and maybe the guy would get one full season of starts, maybe two if we're lucky. Sometimes they shared the job. 
Okay. Ask Jimmy Jordan and Wally Woodham. You know, great quarterbacks for Bobby Bowden, who ended up, they were both so good. You know, if one guy's having a bad day, Bobby Bowden would put in the other guy and they'd still win games. No, I'm saying that's right. So don't use the word incumbent. There are no incumbents. The only incumbent will be DJU or Cam Ward. You You know, these guys, they don't have experience. What who? QB room in the country hasn't come to experience that on the bench? Experience. Anybody in our bench right now has zero experience. Well, which basically. college team does? Which college team has a room full of experience as backups? Well, anybody that has a good quarterback on roster right now has more experience than what we have. Oh my god! I, I don't know how that's even arguable, to be honest with you. Because but let's they don't move have a on. Starter that ahead, was lost on. to an injury. That's that. that know, your, it doesn't that matter. Doesn't make sense. The argument doesn't yeah. make any sense. Okay, right. you know, uh, you know, uh, Dagby is saying, you know, really Tate was the incumbent. I don't use the word incumbent too much, but he's no longer here. So what yeah, we have in there is no experience, despite you know a few snaps that uh, Blake has. And that's what that's you're bringing it. in, and that's why you're bringing in either DJ or Cam. You good? And I want to say this before you move on. When we look at this Orange Bowl roster here. You don't think DJU and Ward now are leveraging this? You're a business guy, are leveraging this opportunity knowing we have zero in our quarterback room. They're gonna they're leveraging this now. No I mean, doubt. They're only gonna We're go gonna... somewhere that has zero in their QB room. But I mean they do have leverage, yeah. but what they also want to go somewhere where they also need to be highlighted for their talent as well. So they what do you think everybody's waiting is. for? Who's waiting this no, no, out? Cam 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 is the one who we're waiting on. Cam is the sign. Well, how do you know that? Who told you that? Who told that, you that? That is the obvious thing. He's either deciding, do I want to go to the NFL or do I want to go to the He's not ready to go to the NFL. He's not ready. Based on what? How much? Based on how many how many turnovers the guy makes? He's not ready. He's not ready to go. Well, that that is what the consensus is. They're waiting on a bag, is what they're waiting on. They're waiting on the best nil deals to come in for one year. They have no loyalty to who they go to. Uh, DJU had no loyalty. Oregon State had a great season there. They can't lay a big enough. They can't lay enough big a bag there or visibility. So he wants to get to a better visibility team with a bigger bag. Left. His coach had no loyalty. His coach. Well, why didn't he left. go with his coach? Why didn't he go he with his coach? Those shitty Michigan State. Oh, okay. So they're <laughs> like these guys don't just want money. They also want to compete for something too. They don't want to go win six games in the Big Ten. Yeah, so where's okay. the loyalty for the coach? Okay. Well, I here's what I put out this week. I believe they're waiting on the best NIL deal. I think either one of them will come to Florida State, either one. I think DJU fits the system a little bit better. Uh, it's arguable who does. Uh, the uh, better playmaker is Ward, but they're waiting for the money. They're waiting. I don't blame these kids. I'm not going to. I'm, I'm not going to blame them. The you know, right this now. is yeah, all yeah. business now. We know that after being snubbed for the playoffs, it's all business that's reality we don't have to cry anymore we're not going to whimper that we got left out but the reality is it's all business and it is all business for these players too i don't yeah i don't think money's the issue florida state has one of the best run nil program so i I like i said i don't think did i say they didn't have a good like i I say the battle is not a good program i have no idea i have no idea how much they have in the bank i have no idea what they have in the bank i don't think that's 
I don't think that's the issue. Or they would have moved on. They've already told other kids to move on. Patrick Payne took his put his name and put it out because they had the ability to give him the offer he wanted. So I, I think they're going to prioritize. I don't. I don't think it's money. I think it's NFL or comeback, and that's what they're waiting on. Um, but looking at other positions, so like you said, yeah. running back is thin because he lost to a Philly to a season-ending injury. So we hope he comes back strong from that surgery. Um, but yeah, I, did, didn't we just find that out? When was that surgery? That was almost like a surprise to me when I saw that. I thought he'd be running the Wildcat. Did, when did, why did that come out so late? That was kind of weird, to be honest. I thought. Didn't you? It, it came out on the 26th. Uh, well, that, that's when the news was reported. Uh, I, I don't know. Once again, with medical issues, you know, there's well, we that, know Norvell keeps it clamped down. We know that. There were no social media on it till it popped out Christmas week. Yeah. Obviously, he didn't have that surgery Christmas week. It had to be before. Once again, I, I'm not going to dive too into it, but um, that is kind of a big loss. But once again, I mean, it's better for him to it's get the surgery now. Loss. Well, once again, it, we know what we have in him. I'd honestly rather see because I you know what you team. know what I go back to my own theory, KB. I wouldn't have played him anyways. Well, it, he, yeah, I would have I, said, I "Well, he's got some injuries; he's out." Do you ever watch these NFL playoffs? If a team's already in the playoffs and they got a one or two games to go, at least one, and they're playing some crappy team, it means nothing to them. How many guys are sitting out that they say, oh, this guy's got an injury, this guy's – what do you think that coach is doing? He's saving the players for the playoffs. That's yeah. going on now. You'll see it this week. But they, but in the NFL, you have to list the guy certain ways, okay, to get around that. They, yeah. they scrutinize that because they're talking about people paying money to go see these guys, you know. But in this case, Mike Norvell, I would bet this. Let me say this, and then we'll hit this roster again. Let me say this. I've been thinking about this all day. We're never going to know this, but there's no way in my mind do I believe Mike Norvell told some of these star players, hey, God, you got to join the team. It's all about the team. It's about the rah, rah. We, we're going to go down there and we're going to beat the Georgia Bulldogs and it's about revenge and, and, and we got snubbed and you guys got to join us. You can't leave the team now. No way. He didn't do that. He he probably sat these guys down, the ones going to the NFL for sure, and said, listen, I get it. I totally get it. You've done a lot for this team. You've done a lot for the university. You should feel no guilt walking out of here. That's what I think he said, because he says he's all about the players, the players' best interest. That's what a coach would say about the players' best interest. You tell me I'm wrong on that. No, no, I don't, okay? I don't think he's wrong, but he's also going to support the players who do opt in. You know, well, I don't have a problem with that, but he also knows there's certain major contributors on this roster that, you know, yeah, that we're not maybe that should point. sit out of this game a little we've bit. And let's see this. what everybody else can do. Yeah, we, we've said this. That's smart that. business. KB, it's smart business for your football team. We don't want to lose one of these starters, a Patrick Payton, with a broken leg during a game that basically means nothing to Pat and Payton, Patrick Payton. He's the starter on the edge for us in 24. So let's not pretend he isn't. He has nothing else to prove to anybody. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, now let me let me add this. Okay. My that. voice, what my is voice going? is coming back good. Hang yeah, on a minute. I know. I wish it now, would go. Hang on. on a minute. I've heard 
Fentrell Cypress is going to be on the 24 team. But I've heard he has he hasn't decided whether he's going to play in the game or not. He's been practicing, which you can do. He might not play. You might not see him. Okay. Braden Fisk, obviously going to the NFL. He says he's going to, he's been practicing, says he's going to the NFL, which he's used up all his eligibility. I'd be shocked to see him in there very for very long. Uh Farmer is not playing, correct? He's uh, out. He's on the what do you mean he's, he's out? No, he's not playing, from what I understand. From he is he, he's you, not you're understanding of what? Okay, I'm just saying I don't well, think well, he's, you say your understanding of what? Why my understanding is maybe he's gonna opt out of playing in this game. What does he have to prove in this game? This game is about for players, developmental players who have something to prove, or you're going to the NFL. Okay, but if you could say that's that about all. every goddamn player, and you wouldn't have enough roster to play the game. Why well, that, well you that's right. take the field then. Don't, okay. Then just say, don't I'm take the field. You, you will not have enough roster media. players to play the goddamn game. Okay? Well, so just don't play the game. Just say, don't play the game. Well, why not? not? I don't have, have a problem with that. The game. I don't, because it's the corporation that's running this stuff. Okay. You don't think Coach Norvell and Coach Smart, both of them, God. all the ADs, are playing the corporate card here? Their careers is coaching football, and these games are part of the corporation. That's what it is. It's all big money. They're going to say the right things. Now, tomorrow, tomorrow there's a joint press conference which should be kind of interesting. But Mike Norvell is an absolute professor in handling questions, whether it's from FSU media, which is soft, or harder national media, okay? I'm, I, I get more interested in what questions are being asked. But in this regard, they're playing the corporate card, the smiles and everything else. They have to do that. I'm not blaming them for that. They have, you know, they've got bills to be paid too. You tell me I'm wrong on that. Yeah, you're right. You tell me I'm wrong on that. But Patrick, would I want to lose Patrick Payton in a game like this? Absolutely not. Tatum Bethune is trying to make a decision whether he's going to play to up this. He absolutely has to play the game. He he is not a high draft pick. He needs to play the game. Well, that's up to him. Okay. Uh, Deloach is Deloach. I think Deloach is playing. Deloach is going to play in the game. On the defensive side, I think we're going to be more solid. There's a lot of solid players that are going to play in this game, but whether or not they're going to be able, and and Georgia's going to have people out. I haven't studied who they got out. You know, I had family telling me, you know, uh, um, my granddaughter goes to the university. Oh, no, everybody's going to be there. BS. They're not all going to be there. Okay. But I don't know who's in or who's out. We're going to have some solid guys here that I hope will make this a game. I don't think it'll be a blowout. However, if this offensive line, which our offensive line, which most of them are going to be in this game. Okay. From what I understand, most of them are going to be in this game. They need to stand up and Brock and block for Brock Glenn. Or he's just going to be handing the ball off a lot. So it's going to be very interesting to see. Okay, I'm done for a while. You go ahead and tell me. Yeah, well, thank you. Um, So, like you said, Patrick Payne shouldn't play 50 snaps, and I don't expect him to play 50 snaps. I, I expect him to play, if he does play, play the regular rotational snaps that they play during the normal season. I, I think you'll see guys like Joshua Farmer, Dennis Briggs, 
you know, Tatum with being Braden Fisk, you know, a lot of these guys do have something to prove. Braden Fisk has a lot to prove to NFL scouts that he could be a top three round type of guy, top four type round type of guy. Cause like I said, he's new on the scene. We have a lot to see from Gilbert Edmond and Brian Turner. We need to see of if those guys are These guys haven't up. played much. Can I finish my yes. goddamn sentence, please? Go ahead. Go ahead. God. Don't get so Dante upset. Anderson, Jaden, Jaden Jones, Dante Anderson, Patrick Payne. We need to see how these guys fit. We're bringing in guy, the guy from Purdue the first week of January. We need to see what those guys have to bring. Can they complement what Patrick Payne does? Can Patrick Payne play off a double team? Because this guy is not going to have Jared Verse on the opposite edge of him. Can he play against a caliber of talent that Georgia has on their offensive line? I think Patrick Payne needs to, needs to show that on tape too. That is, like I said, this is what scouts are going to be watching this game. This can show for those NFL teams because Patrick Payton isn't a lock for the NFL yet. He's played well for FSU. He's been a first team all ACC guy. He's still a sophomore. He still needs to, he's still fighting for his draft stock. He's not draft eligible yet. So he still has to prove, can I be a first round guy? Can I prove out that I am a first round pick next year after I can, when I'm eligible to go to the draft? So I still think he does have stuff to prove. Now, do I want him playing 50 snaps? No, I don't want him playing 50 snaps and potentially getting injured. But if you go into every game of your season thinking, God, I hope I don't play too much so I don't get injured. Well, you know, don't play football then, right? Don't play the shitty games. Don't play against Syracuse. Don't play against Wake Forest. Hold your best players out of those games because you could get injured, right? So I don't think you can go into games hoping you don't get injured because every game no matter who the opponent is, you could get injured. But I think most of the players on this team who will, who are on this depth chart still have a lot to prove or have something to prove to someone, whether it's an NFL scout, whether it's to Mike Norvell, whether it's to themselves, whether they can play up to a great, the talent of a Georgia. Because Georgia, for even who they may be missing on Saturday, is going to be one of the toughest opponents that Florida State has played all season. Talent-wise, star composite-wise on their roster. So, this is, you know, and I know we're going to be missing a lot of our keeps, the starters on this team, but it's going to be a good barometer of, of the talent we have on this roster and where we need to improve and the areas we need to improve. You know, what does Brock look like as a quarterback? How does he stand up? If he gets, does he get rattled during this game? Where can he improve? What's Keziah Holmes look like? What is the freshman Sam Singleton? Is he able to make some big plays here and there? Like I said, I don't expect, you know, Florida State to put up 40 points or 35 points on Georgia's defense. You know, I don't expect things like that. I just want to see a couple of guys make some plays. I want to see who stands out against a great opponent like Georgia. Can Darian Williamson show me something? Or is it time for us? Do we need to bring in an Evan Stewart from Texas A&M, right? This is going to show us who needs to be, you know, who needs to be kind of churned off this team or who needs to be supplemented. What other players do we need to add to this team? And who now, needs to maybe lose yeah. their starting spot next year? Okay, I think I think that that was good. I don't have a major disagreements with what you're saying there. Now you're sounding like a general manager. Yo, KB, you may be a good candidate to be general manager of a of a of a team here. I mean, that was pretty good because that's what they're. Yeah, this these games now outside of playoff bowl games outside, it's all developmental. And that's how a coach is approaching it, without a doubt. The raw, raw, and the score in the end, it doesn't matter. It's like the spring game. Who who can who, – you're going to study. The coaches are going to love this because they're going to be able to study the tapes 
after the game's over, no matter who wins or who loses, I don't really care. I mean that sincerely. And most of our fans don't get caught up in the winning or the losing. It's who is playing good ball that's going to make this team in 24 go win an ACC title, which guarantees you a playoff spot. Period. And, and that's how it's that easy. This is right? how fans should approach this game is look at it like a spring game. Which guys are hustling every play? Which guys are able to make big plays in the open field? Which guys are making critical catches on third, you know, third and long and third and short? Which guys, you know, which guys are, are, are fully committed throughout the game? Not, you know, not checking out, you know, that's why I want to see which of those guys, just like in the spring game, stand out to you. Which are those guys who come next fall? Do you expect something out of next year? Because you're going to see a lot of players who didn't get a lot of playing time, you know, in, in, in the normal season. Destin Hill, Gary Williamson, Kentron, Hakeem. You're going to get, you know, you should get excited. You're going to see a lot of these younger players, especially on offense, that or, or developmental guys that didn't get a lot of PT. And, and that should be the exciting part about this game. Like you said, regardless of the score, put the score out of your mind. You get to see some of these developmental players or younger players same on the offense or on the defense, you're probably going to see a lot of Omar Graham or maybe Justin Cryer, Blake Nicholson. You know, uh, even on the defense, you're going to maybe see some Kadarius Jones and, and things like that. Daryl Jackson, you'll see for the first time defensive line. But see how these guys ha- uh, hold up. Well, that, that's an interesting one. Talented players in the country. And see, yeah, Daryl Jackson, Jackson will be very interesting. But don't expect Daryl Jackson to be no. some playing no. every snap. No. He's going to get winded quickly. He's not been playing. So yeah. he'll be on a rep count. Everybody has to understand like pitchers in baseball have a pitch count. Well, a lot of these guys are going to be on a rep count. Okay. But, but in some ways. But look for who stands right down, who stands out to you. Hopefully on Saturday, there's a few guys that stand out to say that guy could be a playmaker next year. That guy that, we didn't see this year because they are so buried in depth, you know, whether it's on the receiver or tight end or defensive back or defensive tackle, that guy is now could be a star for us next year. That's what I hope to see. You know, there's been a lot of comments coming in. We're trying to get everybody's up as much as we can. Uh, One of the things is culture. You know, this culture, there's a lot of it, as you said at the beginning of the show, KB, you know, there's going to be a lot of narratives written before this game and after this game. Okay, and some of the themes is you said, you know, some of the themes that we've seen out there is culture, you know, but you know what? Mike Norvell keeps everything close you know, to himself. You know, he the media interviews are worthless in a sense uh, in terms of, of getting good information. But, you know, he is a good coach. There's absolutely no doubt. But if everybody thinks he's so concerned about winning this game, of course you play to win the damn game. I get that. You're never going to put players into a contest without trying to win the game. But he knows he's going to get much more out of this than, than winning or losing. Okay. First of all, he wants no injuries to his starters he sees coming into 24. That's important. That's an important goal. And as you said, the development of younger players. I think the key to this game for Florida State, well, I think the defense is going to be pretty decent. The offense, can the offensive line protect their young quarterback? I think the running backs, Kaziah Holmes, Sam Singleton, 
Ja'Kai Douglas, who hasn't normally operated out of the backfield, but he's durable. And Josh Burrell, who's actually a wide receiver who played high school running back. These guys, I think they all have skills to do this. But we all have to understand that this game is not the 2023 team yeah. that went 13-0 and and won the ACC championship. Yeah. Let there be no doubt that this team is not playing in this game like a lot of these non-playoff bowls. Yeah, yeah. Just have a spring game mindset, and like you said, just look for what's, what stands out to you. Write down what stands out to you, and that's what we'll – that's what we'll be discussing. You know, what hey, let's say again, people let's, who stand out to you. Yeah. That's yeah. how I'm going to approach it. I'm not going to approach got, it of, I hope we win this game. I hope because this game result means nothing, but it's the commitment, the hustle, who's making plays, who is fighting through everything. Because once again, you, you are the disadvantage with the opt-outs, but once again, who, who is, who stands out, who is, you know, making big plays in the open field, making big catches, you know, and, and fighting through tackles. That's what I want to see. And, and those are the players I, I hope, will be, you know, those are the guys that are going to be, have a leg up next year that I hope will be making plays for us in 24. So and that's, listen, that's as we up. move on here, as we yeah. move on here for a few minutes, I want to thank, we want to thank, and I personally want to thank all those who have made a contribution in the super chats, given us a super chat and to help the, the, the needy animals in the uh, Leon County Humane Society. It's a great organization in Tallahassee. They're out there rescuing and rehabbing and, and caring for needy animals, especially in the winter portion of, of North Florida, which gets damn cold, okay? I've lived up there and I know what that is. And my matching every dollar in a super chat for this great cause. What do we have in the, what do we have in the pot? We have 90. That's with my match. Correct. Yeah. Okay. We have 45 contribution and, and I'm putting in 45. That's $90 right now going towards uh, uh, the animal shelter. And I think that's just uh, great. And we appreciate that from you guys out there. Uh, So do you see the defense is being better in this game for us? more stable than the offense or vice versa. Yeah, no, there there's a lot that's a there's a lot more depth and a lot more people returning on the defense. The the only area of concern that could be uh probably a little bit more targeted by Georgia cuz remember Carson Beck's playing this game. So that quarterback leadership's going to be able to potentially pick apart parts of the defense that are missing. Your linebacker is going to be very thin and that's going to be an area of concern for Florida State I think going into next year. Um you know, you're going to lose. You already lost Lundy to the portal. He's going to Colorado. Um, Bethune is going to be obviously he's playing this game most likely, um, but he won't be here next year. And that's a, that's going to be it's great that he's playing, but you won't have it next year. So he'll be the only real leader in the linebacking room. And behind him is is freshman like Nicholson, Omar Grant Jr., uh, Justin Cryer. Um, you do have Deloach, which is great that he's playing as well. So you'll have Tatum in uh, Deloach, but you won't have Lundy. So I think that. You won't feel as much, but you won't have as deep of a rotation. And they'll probably be rotating in a lot of younger guys just to get them experience, I believe, in this game for next season. Um, so to your point, just saying to you real quick, I don't think you won't you won't feel as much on the defense. But once again, you're playing one of the better offenses and most experienced teams that you've played all year. Um, so I do think there will be a little bit. Okay, I got to interrupt you for a minute. 
am I right that Mark Dorfman uh, put another five dollars in the pot? I think you're right. I think you're right. Yes, that is it. Mark Dorfman, okay. another five dollars. Mark, Mark, uh, uh, Mark Dorfman, uh, thank you so much because you've really stepped up here for uh, the animal shelter. That's a hundred dollars uh, overall. Yeah, we got Leon County, and I'm matching that. Obviously, I'm matching that five. And uh, we appreciate that, Mark, so much. And I imagine you're an animal lover. And, and whether you have animals or you don't, this is a very worthy organization in the Tallahassee area. So thanks. Go thank ahead, you, uh, KB. Yes, thank you, Mark. That puts us over 100 total. So I appreciate that. And the animals, we appreciate you as well. Uh, but I, I think you're totally right. Um, it'll be and it'll be a good test for this this defense uh, with everyone who's returned. So Because you're losing the linebackers, they'll be playing, but these defensive backs will get a good challenge and it'll be great if Fentrell plays. Um, and, and, you know, it looks like Kevin Knowles will be rotating with uh, Greedy Vance and it'll be good experience to see how those guys hold up and, and see how guys like, you know, Shaheen Brown and those guys play against, like I said, a, a decent, a, a really good Georgia offense. Now, if Georgia is missing McConkley and, and Bowers, you know, they still have some pretty good weapons that they'll be. But I, in his area, of course. So, you do have your a good amount of your defensive backs returning, your linebackers, stuff like that. And you have you have your defensive line pieces. You're missing verse, but you have Daryl Jackson on the defensive line uh, returning for the first time. You do have Fisk, who likely is playing. And you do have guys like Farmer, who I expect to play now that his name is not being in the portal anymore. Um, so I think you'll less, like you said, you'll feel it less on the defensive side, but you are playing an offense that can score points and probably one of the better teams overall that you've played all season long. Um, the, the thing that should, you know, I think we're all concerned about is the offense. You're down to your third string quarterback. The offense has not been clicking since Jordan Travis has gone down Florida, Louisville, you know, you have not looked through it on offense. It has not clicked. So I'm interested to see what Morvell over these past four or five weeks, what his game plan is. Is it do span, you know, mobile quarterback, because what worked against Louisville was the, the halfback run was the option with a running back where you had that option play where it's direct snap. You do, you did it with Toa Philly, but he's no longer available. So is it to Kasai Holmes? Is it Sam Singleton? Is it, you know, Brock Glenn has speed, but it's not Jordan Travis speed. Right. And you don't want to expose Brock Glenn to a head hit or a knee injury. <laughs> yeah. You're going to a, you know, a walk on quarterback. Um, so I don't know. I, I honestly, I don't know what the offense will look like. I, I assume there'll be some differences in the offense from five weeks ago against Louisville. I just don't know how the, off, I, I don't know how the offense is going to plan to score points against Georgia. That's, that's the issue for me. Um, hopefully the defense can generate some turnovers, which they are very capable of doing, but you're going to have to get creative on offense. And I don't know how that's going to look. Uh, okay. KB, KB. I'm going to, you're going to hold me to what I'm going to say right now. You're going to hold me to what I say for each point that Florida state scores in this game. I'm going to give a dollar. I'm going to give a dollar donation to the Leon <laughs> County animal humane society. Okay. Okay. No, I'm giving a dollar. Why don't you, you, I don't see you. Uh, I'm giving a dollar for each point. Okay, you know what? You know what? I'm going to make it $2 a point. You write right. that down. I'll I'm going to make it $2 a point for each. $2 a point for Florida State in this game. 
Uh, I'll match that. So we'll make it from the show four dollars okay. for every okay. point. Let's just make okay. it five. I'll, well, two and a half dollars. So five dollars total for every point that Florida State points. Okay, and that's going to go along with this contribution yeah. that our super chat viewers and fans are putting in the can for these for this worthy cause. Uh, <laughs> so Florida State, that, you know, Leon County, so Florida State puts up fifty somehow. That'll be great. You know, that'll be great for the Eagles. I don't see that I'm happening, good. but that'll be great. So uh, that's a win-win. We'll a take win-win. the win at the game, and we'll take the uh, win for the animals. How about right, so that? Five dollars per point. Um, okay. Yeah. So I would love to see that, but it'll and be. And then we'll let all our fans know on Twitter and keep us and, and our uh, follow-up it. show exactly yeah. the amount we're sending out. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And we'll post yeah. that. It's that wonderful. Uh, that wonderful. So yeah, yeah, but they'll have to get they'll have to get creative. Once again, I, I think you're right. We may see some do span type because he he's the the only guy who has I believe quarterback experience. There may be some of these guys that have high school quarterback experience, but uh, they're going to need some speed. In the I would like to see that with Deuce. He may not you know? want to do it though. He may, uh, but well, but at the same time, no, it's no, not no, like no, no, no. If the ball, coach goes to him and says, "Listen, we're going to make a few plays for you uh, at quarterback," Ryan Court because. Too. You know, more quarterback. So. Because you want some guy, because, you know, Brock Glenn could go out of the game with just a sprained toe. You know, I mean, that could happen. And so you, you, you got to throw, it's like Army, Navy. They throw like six or seven passes. So if you got a guy who can throw a few of those passes, you know, yeah. because they bring everybody up in the box. If Florida State can't throw the football, which I think Mike Novella is going to throw the football, they're just going to stack the box. So you've got to have well, two no. quarterbacks who can at least throw the ball a little bit. Yeah, you got to be able to throw the ball. Because I do not think this offensive line is going to be able to establish a running lanes consistently enough against Georgia. They're going to have to be able to show the ability to throw the ball. And that's where I really want to see can Kentron, can Darian Williamson make plays. And if not, you know, Darion, Darion, you know, Kentron have been here for a while, right? They're both retro juniors. I want to see them. I I know it's not going to be the ideal circumstances, but some guys need to make plays on this offense. And if not, you know, I've been saying it for a while. I, I do still believe that Florida State needs to be bringing in a, a big play receiver on this offense. You, you're, you're losing two major playmakers. Well, on yeah, there's a guy at Toledo that said Florida State's yeah. on yeah. his list. Do you, well, list. Do you, are we ready to transition that? Because I we can talk about portal targets. Yeah, we can, we can. Let me just put this up for a minute. Uh, Tony says, uh, you talk about points in general. We're talking about Florida State total points that they put up on the board. Whatever yep. the board says, if it says 35, then we're doing what? Five bucks a point? Yeah. Yep. So okay, they, we're doing $5 State, a point. Yeah. If Florida State scores 20, we'll donate 100. If Florida That's State right. It's $35 points, we'll from us, from us. This is, a you know, from us to our our Leon County Humane Society, which the Super Chat money is all going to tonight. Yeah, so, which is $100 yeah, so, so far is. for Super Chats. Yeah, um, yeah whatever the so, final for Florida State says, period. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, yeah. So let's let's transition that. So okay. we talked about the game. I want to talk about what trends – because finally Florida State's starting to get a little bit active in the portal, which I believe they really, really need God, to get active. fans in. are really concerned about that. I'm concerned about it um, as a fan. Yeah, they are, yeah. So, so we are looking at the portal, and some of the targets so far is – this is what it looks like. So the good mar- the good news is is that of the available targets – or available, best available players, Florida State's in the mix for four, or four of the top 
six, I believe. So Evan Stewart, receiver out of Texas A&M, uh, former five-star, current five-star transfer. He was a five-star out of, of college, um, or sorry, out of high school, I should say. Uh, six foot, 170. He's not the prototypical Florida State receiver that they go for, a big-bodied type of guy like Johnny Wilson or Keon Coleman, um, but a lot of talent there. He didn't have the biggest year at Texas A&M, but he did have some big plays, big games uh, with them. Obviously, Texas A&M didn't have a, hasn't had some great years, obviously, but this is the type of player that I think Florida State thinks they can do well with, and, and he has a lot of talent uh, in him. So they they are trying to – they're in the mix for him. I believe that he recently listed him, them as in the top three schools. He's checking out, I believe, Louisville as well. Um, right now, if you look at J.D. Uh, Pickle, I believe, or what is his name? J.D. Um, the guy for On3 who kind of does predictions and, and for who he thinks. Yeah, uh, Pickle, um, which I, I, sometimes I think he trolls Florida State. They think he's going to go to Tennessee. I know this is a guy that Florida State is really trying to trying to get in front of. I, I think he would be a good fit at Florida State. Once again, they're trying to get in the recruiting battle here. Here, I think this is the type of player they need to get. I don't think if they don't get him, it's a. I think there's a lot of good receivers still available, but this would be a good get for Florida State. I still they need to get. A t- he doesn't have the proven production. Like he, it's not like a guy that has a. He's coming. Out, he's not like coming off a thousand yard res- a year, right? He, he's. He just had 500 yards on 34, 38 catches at Texas A&M with four touchdowns, but he's an explosive player, right? Um, he, he can make big plays, and he's capable of having a thousand yard year. He's been two seasons, two seasons at Texas A&M. You know, there's some, you know, there is some risk there. Does he is he going to bust out as a five star player, or do you think Mike Norvell and his offense could could further develop him? I, I, I think as a, this is a guy that you would like to get on campus, right? And that goes along with, I think, if you lock down a quarterback, that helps in the recruitment. It's hard to get a guy like Evan Stewart when you don't have a quarterback in the room. Uh, that's why I think it's very difficult. Florida State fans are so concerned is because you don't have Cam Ward, you don't have DJ, and at some point in time, if right. you don't get a commitment or if you don't commit to one of these players – um, you may be left at a dance with neither of them, and Will Howard's about to be off the board too, and you haven't even tried to court him. So, uh, yeah, I, I think often, uh, I think honestly, as you're saying, offensively, when you're trying to bring in offensive players and they don't know who the hell the quarterback is, which yeah. right now it's zero, it's Brock Glenn, they're not coming, they're not going to sign. Uh, yeah. You know, unless you've got a hell of a big bag of money, you know, they they want to know. Who's throwing the football? These guys want to go to the next level. You yeah. cannot go to the next level if a guy's just handing the ball off or he's a you know inexperienced quarterback. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. So I think, I mean, Florida on State wide has, receivers, yeah. Uh, primarily, yeah, I, with the right receiver tight end position, I think it's very, very important to them. And as and should, let, let's be straight, KB. Mike Norvell is going to bring a guy in. He's going to bring one of the top veteran quarterbacks in. If he fails there, oh, you want to talk about backlash? I I think they're waiting. uh, I hate to say, maybe they're waiting till the playoffs are over. I Uh, I don't know why that would guys that fall out of that. You know, I don't know what quarterbacks are going to fall out of that. No, I'm not. I'm not just talking about quarterbacks, but I'm talking about in portal in general. yeah, there's still going to be some talent that shakes out. I, I don't think the best talent is still hasn't shake, sh- uh, sh- shaken out yet. Um, but for positions at quarterback, you have the two best guys still available. I mean, in terms of Cam Ward, and Cam Ward's the best quarterback by far still available. 
like talent wise, like talent ceiling, best guy available. Now, DJ, who's still listed here as well, is is still a good, you know, it can bring this team to an ACC championship. That that is for sure. If, if guys for sure. Have, you know, and this is a personal preference, right? I think DJ, like I said all along, is the safer choice. You know what he has. He's a safer choice. He's not going to make big mistakes. I think he just has a lower ceiling to him. You know, you know what you're going to get. You only got him for one year. You've seen that club. You've you've played against him. You you know what he does. Um, and you saw what he had at Oregon State and how he elevated that team. And they, it's not like they had a bunch of weapons there. Um, and he brought them to a to a great season and what he did with that offense. But Cam Ward, I think people are enamored with his physical abilities. Um, and what he, you know, he, he was a guy that was playing at incarnate uh, ward, you know, an FCS school and then transferred to Washington state and, and put up big numbers there. And now he's looking for his final destination before potentially the NFL. Um, and I think, I think it is Florida state is waiting on whether ward is either going to put his name into the NFL or he's going to pick them. I, I think, but at some point you can't wait any longer. You either have to say, dude, we can't wait any longer. We're going to go with DJ. And then we're going to let the other balls, you know, portal balls land where they where they land. Because you, you do risk waiting too long and putting all your eggs in one basket and then you're screwing yourself. Um, because that goes into the other guy you talked about is Penny Boone, who is the running back from Toledo, who had over, I believe, like 16, 1,500 yards this past season, right. um, who they're looking to bring into the running back room, which I do think is a little bit interesting. Uh, I didn't think running back they're you know they're targeting a lot of skill positions you got quarterback or receiver evan stewart who florida state's having conversations with you have now running back who they're having conversations with this guy had sorry 1400 yards this past season 15 touchdowns um i mean this is who they say is one of the best you know skill position players who's entered the portal so far and he just entered his name i think this past week um big this is a big back this guy is 6'1 242 um short yardage guy too yeah, this guy can make some plays. Um, once again, he's coming from you know a smaller conference, but you know you've had success with identifying talent from smaller conferences. The other thing I found interesting about this kid, um, you know, uh, as you you know, this will be a, once again a, a, probably a one year loan uh, as a junior. But when you look at his recruiting post, and this was the Mac Player of the Year, so he, you know he's he's got the accolades. Um, the interesting part about him is he was in the same recruiting class as trey benson and trey benson in that class was ranked the 21st uh 20, 21st ranked running back when he went to oregon and right behind him was kenny boone uh, penny boone who went to maryland when he was coming out of college so and and both guys are you know trey was six foot 209 uh you know penny was six two 225 similar type you know similar type sizes you know a couple inches there but you know this is a guy that was you know, this is a guy that chose to go to Maryland, didn't work out there, chose, you know, had to, you know, transfer to Toledo, got back on track, and now is trying to go back to the ACC level, right? Hey, let's so I, be, yeah, let's be honest, too. You know, the coaching is a big network thing, career. It's it's huge. If you don't have a good working network of, between you and other coaches, you know, you don't think our running back coach, he's going to call his past school and talk to high the, the past high school coach. He's going to call and talk to uh, uh, the, uh, you know, where did he, where is he coming from? Maryland? Maryland. Uh, he's well, going to call. 
Yeah. Trans- yeah. Trans- yeah. He's going to call his past coach at Maryland, even if that coach has moved on, to say, what do you think of this kid? This is how these guys network because that's how they help each other out. And he's going to say, yeah, I think he's a good kid. He struggled in the cl-. You know, who knows? But you've got the behind the scenes general manager office at Florida State who's highly involved in finding out everything you can about a kid, just like a general manager office in the NFL. It's all basically developing the same way. So you're right. Now, my question is to you all, and I'm asking all of you in the audience and and you old man, is that you just brought in Cam Davis, Dan Z. You have Kaziah coming back. You have Sam Singleton. You know, you right. have what appears to be a, you know, a, a loaded room. Now you lost Hill, you know, uh, you know, Hill to, to FAMU, you know, you, you lost talent, you know, you've lost some talent, but you know, Benson obviously to the NFL, but you brought in a highly talented Camp Davis and stuff like that. And you have a lot of guys coming back. Why do you think Mike Noel's deciding to use his portal time and resources on a uh, highly talented, seemingly highly talented guy like Penny Boone out of the portal Versus utilizing the talents, do you, do you is it a you know get the best talent available skill position wise, or is it I I need to elevate the talent that's in this room? Like what do you what do you think it is? I I personally I personally didn't think we needed a running back. I I think we have enough talent in the room. It's not a deeply experienced room yeah. Yeah. with the guys you're talking about, Singleton. A Cam Acre, you know, uh, Cam, uh, you know, that we don't have a lot of backup experience. So this guy could provide that, you know, I mean, this guy could provide that. What did he put 320 yards down? I mean, that's nothing to sneeze at. And 1400 yards last year. I'm sorry, 1400 yards. So this guy is a guy, Tia Feely is going to be, is probably going to be one of the main. Uh, bell cows as they say it and penny boone could come in and help you because you can get running backs get injured all the time so you you could bring a guy in like this as long as he's not going to demand some nil bag that's out of your budget okay you know so uh you, you know i think we're good but if we could snag this guy i think it's a good i think it's a good take yeah, I mean, for comparison, you know, Trey Benson had 906 yards last se- this this season. Total Philly had 463 on on half the amount of carries, of course. But you know that that's your leading rusher is 463. You know, you know Penny had you know 1400. Um, yeah, let, so let's you- say and Penny Boone, you can leverage him a little bit because he's he's trying to step up to a bigger Power Five program. Yeah. Okay. Uh, if we're allowed to say that because we got snubbed, but you know, he's trying to step up his game, get more visibility because he wants to go to the next level. So you might be able to leverage that NIL down a little bit under your, under your budget. You might be able to grab this guy. I'd go after him. Yeah. I, you know, like you said, I I think, you know, when you're trying to be a top five, top 10 team, it's good to be in these conversations and you have to go after the best available talent, that you can, if you can get a, a Penny Boone or a top receivers, you know you can't let your roster dictate who you go after. Look, and it's you, all about tell, the playoffs. It's all yeah, about exactly. making it to the to- playoffs. If you're not in the twelve teams, you got you're going to have questions because now it's like, oh my god, you know, if I don't oh. make those playoffs, it's same way in the NFL. If you're not making the playoffs a couple of years in a row, you're gone. You know, oh. that's 
you know, you're gone. Yeah. And you have to tell your team that we're going to bring the best players in, whether it's through high school or through the portal. Oh, and for sure. Everyone, and you're going to compete. Sure. And if Kenny's not competing or if he's not, if yeah. he doesn't outshine, you know, Kaziah or doesn't outshine, yeah, if Camp comes in and he's the five-star running back and he's ready to play right away, he'll get, he'll be the starter. But I think yeah. this is a team we've established as a running back team is a committee, you know, you know, Kazai is going to get some carries probably Penny. If he commits, may get some carries, but it, you know, I think they know that it, to be a playoff team, you have to have top talent at all positions. So I don't, I don't mind them going after it, but I think this position right here, who they are getting on campus, I believe January 3rd or third or fourth, Nick's uh, Skirton from, uh, he was the big 10, I think defensive player of the year, one of them uh, on the edge. This is a musket. This is a musket for me. This is we need to get. He had ten sacks this past season at Purdue. Um, was a monster in the Big Ten for them for a, a decent Purdue team. But this is where you're looking. If you're looking for that replacement for Jared Verse, a sophomore, you know, going to be a junior. This is this mm-hmm. is potentially a two year player for you. Potentially mm-hmm. a two year player for you. This is what you get. You know, this is what you're talking about, two-year loan. This isn't a bridge loan. This is a two-year loan, like a Jared first, where you could have a guy that looks wants to develop or, you know, wants to get better, wants to go to the next level, wants to play in the playoffs, get a bit, bigger NIL deal, stuff like that. You know, you have now a case study. You have, you know, Jared Verse. You have Braden Fisk. You have Jermaine Johnson. You have those case studies that you can say, hey, Nick, you not only want to develop, you not only want to get paid, you not only want to compete with the best. We can show you. We can get you to the next level. For me, Florida State has to win this battle. They have to sign this kid, right? Because that will then put you in the right balance to let Patrick Payton do what he does. Because I think Patrick Payton may struggle with the double teams that Jared Verse got. Because Patrick Payton's not a Massive kid, right? He's tall, but he's not built like Jared versus built. Let you know. So I think Patrick Payne needs that star on the other edge, needs that balance on the other edge to let him do what he does and let the 6'4, 280 type guy do what he does. And I think this would be this would be a massive get for Florida State. And I think this is a guy, he's gonna be visiting Florida State on the third, I believe, and then he's going to go to Louisville. So Florida State should be able to win this battle. With against Louisville in my eyes, they have to win this battle against Louisville in my eyes. Now Louisville, they've had they had a good, a pretty good defensive line, so they can show some things off. But this past year, he had 50 tackles, 33 solo tackles, 15 tackles for loss, and 10 sacks, and and a couple of pass deflections. This this guy was a monster, and that's why you can see why he was rated so high in the best available. This guy uh, will be a monster for you if you can get him. Yeah, I, I think, you know, because there's been some fan uproar about our recruiting efforts in yes. high school signees on the defensive line and yes. the edge, and and we've kind of had to go to the portal. So if we didn't get the guys you're bringing in as high school, they're not going to make major contributions in there. They'll, really. they'll, you know, they'll, they'll, you know, hopefully they'll get some rotations if they're ready to take the field. Otherwise, you got to go to the portal, and this guy's probably – a good guy to bring in, yes. you know, because unless you guys think Gilbert Edmond or Brian Turner are going to have a breakout year, like a massive breakout year, I, I think you have to get him. But also it's the way Florida State plays too, is that rotational style. If you got a star like this who can come in and, and take that, you know, be your third down guy or your first and second down guy, and then you bring a guy Gilbert in or Nick, we're just going to put you in for third down so you can just have full energy and just go right at the quarterback. 
Absolutely. Like that's, that's what made this Absolutely. team so good because Jared Verse could go all out on the plays they needed him to go out. Same with Patrick Payton. You know, you've got to get, you know, you you and I have talked off camera on this stuff. You've got to keep guys interested in the game. You know, when they're ready to take the field, they understand what's going on. You need to get them into the mix. And that doesn't mean for 50 snaps a game. It may mean 10, you know, but find a way to get them into the ball game so they stay interested in staying with this team and in their individual development. That's important because this free agency portal thing every year is getting bigger and bigger. And now the money and the leverages that people are trying to do, it's NFL-like, you know, in regards to, I'm going to go out, I'm going to have a big year, and then I'm going to put my name out there. The loyalty towards universities, and like I say, the rah-rah stuff has gone kind of in the past now. So that's kind of where we are, you know? And I think with Florida State missing out on Armando Blount, you know, we talked about this in high school recruiting to Miami, you know, who we thought could be a guy that you could rotate right away. This is a perfect situation for Florida State. This is a guy with two years of eligibility. Like you talked about, you get a guy that's been in a – major college football program developing his body who's ready to play it's right better away, right it's which is better. yes like you said you lose out right. on the college football high school recruiting about you but you get this guy you feel no pain from it right you get a guy that's ready to play has proven plug and play. in two years and, and plug and play for two years potentially so yeah florida state needs a- to win fsu yeah. to win fsu fans uh, including ourselves, we're going to have to get used to something new. Now, I grew up in generations of sports, uh, especially I'm, I'm looking at professional sports where and college uh, sports that guys stayed there. You know, they, they were recruited and then they stayed there. Guys in pro teams, you know, I used to follow the Red Sox a lot and I still do. You know, guys would be there for 10, 12 years. The rosters didn't change that much until a guy named Kurt Flood uh, changed, went went to court, sued Major League Baseball. You know, I don't have all the facts here, but I remember Kurt Flood, and he changed and got free agency. When free agency came in about pro sports, uh, you know, uh, you know things started to change. I couldn't keep up with the rosters as 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 good as I could. That's going to be the same thing with FSU. You're going to cheer for Florida State. You're going to cheer for the Florida State Seminoles. But some of the players are going to be constantly changing. You're not going to like that, but that's what's happening and will happen in the future, Absolutely. especially in the quarterback rooms. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, so that's kind of the latest on on the big kind – of, I think some of the latest people who are on the move is saying – but like I said, Florida State hasn't made a ton of moves and. You know, I don't. I think it's easy to overreact to that, but I think Florida State needs. You know, there. I think there will still be guys that will. I, I think the official closing of the portal is like January third or fourth. I, I think that's the rough deadline. That thirty day window closes, but the the window does open back up in the spring for another thirty days in April. Yeah, and that's when like yes. you got Keon yes. Coleman, and I do think there yes. will be guys dropping from more and more teams towards the end of this portal season and graduate transfers. People on their senior years and you have graduated yes. can always enter the portal. So key yes. thing to remember here. And we just <clears> saw <throat> these big players like Penny Boone and these guys just enter this week in uh, Nick Skirton. So you are going to still see very talented guys weighing their options right after these bowl games, really evaluating where where is the best place for me. So just because Florida State didn't sign 10 guys the last two weeks doesn't mean, you know, I, I do 
you know, I hate the phrase, I kind of hate the phrase trust Mike because I, I think that is too overreaching to say trust Mike. You have to, I would trust him based on the actions he takes. That That's where I trust Mike. Trust him on what uh, the, the well, you know what? Well, yeah, there's are certain themes out there. Mike Norvell's got our back. Mike Norvell will figure it out. Uh, you know, you know, the buzzwords are out here. Here's the bottom line. Mike Norvell is a career football coach and he's building his resume. He's going to, he's going to make this football team as solid as possible through signees, but more so through the draft. He knows uh, through the portal. He knows that because you're bringing in guys that have been in college programs. They've survived the first two years. They've now put some stats and tape out there and, and you're going to plug your holes with these guys so you can win an ACC championship. Because if you don't win the ACC championship being in, in this league, you could be, you could be team number 13, yeah. you know, and, and, and he can't afford that again. And Florida state can't afford that again. And that brings me to really the last thing on my mind. Okay, KB, and then you, we can keep going all night for all I care. But um, I, I want to say this. To me, the most important thing is not this Orange Bowl. It's not who wins or loses. It's not uh, – yeah, I, I care about it. Don't get me wrong. Or the development of the players, which I think is very important, the development of, of the players and hopefully no injuries – the biggest thing Florida State has in front of them is this challenge to the ACC to get out of the ACC, period, okay? For the long-range program, and it may be not in my lifetime, that if we don't get into one of the mega conferences, which is being built today and tomorrow and so on, that being the Big, the Big Ten and the SEC, I prefer the Big Ten. I think that'd be a great fit. And I think for the Big Ten, it puts a Southern footprint down. But if we don't get into one of those for the money, for the money that the board of uh, the board of trustees has shown everybody, if we're on the if we're not on the ascending line, it this program could easily and people shouldn't forget could easily become a stepping stone program for players and coaches like a lot of college programs will become and you will not compete for the playoffs no matter if it's 12 teams or whatever so it's very important to me to florida state in my opinion they must get out of this acc no matter what it takes as soon as possible you know, whether that's 25, 26, 27, it's incredible. That's more important than anything else on the agenda. But I think, I think we have the right team in place and I hope these guys stay in place to see this through. That's very important. I agree. No, I, I totally agree with you. And I think, uh, I, and I think they know it too. I think the administration knows it, that you know, the future of this university and this football program and, and maybe their jobs, um, because without that revenue that funds a lot of different things, is that they need to get out of this conference. So um, I think I think everyone knows the importance of it. And and I think there'll be a lot of money involved. But, yeah, I, I totally. But let's not so. let's not, you know, let's not jump too much when we see the videos 
of Mike Norvell and uh, Mike Alford, the athletic director, and other Florida State high officials down there careening around with uh, Orange Bowl officials. These are big businessmen. These are big brand guys. You know, they're all in the same boat. And, and our guys, our FSU officials have to play the corporate card and that we're going to play the game and we're going to be competitive and so on. But coaches also have a responsibility to their players, to the best interest of their players, no matter if they're leaving the program or coming back to the program. Uh, and and, and it, because you can't recruit if you're not on the player's side, period. That's yep. it. You're the leader. Your people, your young men expect you to give them candid advice and lead them. And you will not tell guys to play in a game that is not in their best interest. If you do that, the word gets out on you that you're really not about that. So I think Florida State is going to go in. They're going to compete hard. I think, you know, I'm not saying they can't win the game. I think the, the, I think the spread is, what, 17? Is like it something like 19, that? 19, 20 points. Okay, 19 or 20. You know, most people would say, you know, maybe take those points. You know, take those points. Some people say, no way, I'm going to take Georgia. You know, it, it really is immaterial. Do not get caught up in the hype of the fans. Oh, we beat the hell out of you or you beat us and we didn't have our guy. That's all water cooler stuff. We're now playing in this game for the development of the 24 team and hopefully for our guys leaving this team for their development to the NFL, which is a difficult place to get into because what is it? One or two percent of guys will ever play in the NFL. You know, so and, and and when we hear guys leveraging for more money, whether they're high school guys or veterans, we're in the NFL light. This is the minor leagues of the NFL. There will be continued development. I expect somewhere down the line, down the road, further down the road, you could have uh, salary caps. You know, the NFL has salary caps, right? They have caps and and on how many uh, what that roster cap could be. I could see that happening. Because you've got to stabilize this somehow. And I could see that happening way down the road, perhaps. Oh, I, I, and I think I said that. I think, uh, I think the collectives will, 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 will lobby for that because as much as the collectives <laughs> like the ability, <laughs> well, no, that's what I'm saying. As much as the collectives like the ability to help recruit for players, they also don't like spending all this having to compete to say who's the highest bidder. Because it's, you know, they're raising money. They're, you know, it, it's it's insane. So it, it would help to level the playing field, but also limit the amount of money they have to go raise and and, and, and stuff like that. So, I, yeah, eventually that's a whole other topic. But, yeah. yeah, so a lot going on. Obviously, Saturday, 4 p.m., I believe, uh, yeah. in the bowl uh, in Miami. We'll see what Florida State has. Yeah, the ticket prices. Yeah, the ticket prices I saw on TickPick. We're not part of TickPick. We're not endorsed by TickPick, but I kind of follow them. The last ones I saw this afternoon were like you could get in for seventy-two bucks. You're still in the upper, the upper sections of the stadium, but seventy-two bucks gets you in for this what I call a exhibition game for development. I've called yeah, it a yeah. lot of things. Yeah. I've called it meaningless. It's not meaningless for the guys who play in it. But from the score standpoint, who wins or loses is kind of meaningless in my mind. And I hope no players on either side – 
get injured in this contest because that just puts them behind in their careers. Uh, Jordan Travis is expected to, you know, maybe be on the sideline or up in the booth. He's He's been around the team the whole practice time. Uh, he's He's been helping the young quarterbacks, you know, which is a hats off to Jordan Travis. You know, he's always going to be remembered as a big part of this football team. But the team you're going to see Saturday at 4 p.m. is not the 2023 uh, ACC champion 13 and 0 Florida State Seminoles. It's just not. Yeah, agree. Uh, agree. And what what do we have in the pot tonight again? That hundred dollars, hundred dollars, and I'll re-verify and that. But from all the donations from you know Mark, Jeff, Pete, among uh, sorry if I missed every name, but all yeah. everyone to uh, to know donated and what was matched is I believe a hundred dollars that I calculated. And so and 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 so the their contributions in my match gives us a hundred dollars right. for the needy animals and staff that take care of them to the Leon County Humane Society uh, in Tallahassee, and I want to personally thank yes. everybody for that for that, for their contributions uh, and so on. And you Absolutely. know what, KB, I want you to write down, I'm going to give another $25 bonus right now uh, to the to the uh, Leon County Humane Society um, before we go off the air here. So put me down for another 25, that's $125 that we're going to send out to them. And wow. I will do this as well. I will do this as well. If Brock Glenn, is MVP I, I all these all these uh, side bets? Well, these, well uh, just write it down. You got a damn pencil. I, 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 Listen, I, if Brock, if Brock Glenn, if Brock Glenn is MVP of the Orange Bowl, it, whether he wins or loses, doesn't matter. He'd win if he's the MVP. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to give a fifty dollar bonus if he wins that game. Okay, all right. So it's five dollars okay. per point, and then fifty dollars if he's the MVP. Got it. Exactly. All right. Exactly. Okay. All right. All right. And uh, uh, we're doing this because it's a worthy cause. We, we we don't ask for money for us. We don't need money for us. You know, we appreciate what you guys do. And uh, and we, we just glad you're here. We're glad you're here. Whether you contribute, you don't contribute. It doesn't uh, it, it doesn't concern us in that regard. We know these are tough times. Uh, you know, people are struggling with the economy and uh you know, and it's tough. I mean, you got, you, you're in the holiday season, you know, you've been buying and everything else. So we get it, but thank you so much to those who did make uh, some contributions here. We definitely, definitely appreciate it. And all the animals, you know, that they, they buy food for, they care for, they, you know, vet care, you know, and all the volunteers that they have, it's just good. And there's uh uh, yeah, there's the organization right there. You can find them right on the internet. And if you're looking for a pet, you know, I say adopt. You know, adopt. There's so many nice pets. I, KB, is is Gussie there? Pull Gussie up or Bowden. He, he, KB's got two of his own. Are they there? Yeah. Try. Can you get them up for a minute just to show before we go off the air here? It's not, not easy. Yeah. I, can't, I can't move my camera. It's, it's, well, no, just pull one of them up. No, they can't. Sleeping. I don't want to wake okay. up. They're sleeping. Well, you KB's got two <laughs> rescue dogs. You, you got yeah. two rescue dogs himself, and uh, uh, I've I've met up with them obviously, and they're great pets. And I know they've they've provided a lot of good memories. Sometimes 
You might tell them that memory when remember one of them took a crap in the side of the house and your dust buster. What okay. is that thing? Okay. Yeah. It, it, yeah. I don't want to talk about that. Okay. Know. But you know, we want to thank everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you guys again for it. And like you said, um, the old man, follow us on Twitter. Um, and he, you'll likely just post, you'll post that donation there, obviously after Absolutely. the game. When we Absolutely. total it all up. So the hundred, uh, 125 yeah. plus the game results that donation will total that up and then the old man will post that there so thank you all again um we'll do post game show either on saturday um or the day after so follow us then for that so make sure you like subscribe and you'll see we'll post that donation there but uh thank you all again for the comments uh discussions Everyone. and if you're watching this later on let us know if you disagree or uh what do you what do you think the score prediction will be if you disagree with what's going on in the portal? Um, and yeah, enjoy your Friday if you if you saw some time off. Enjoy that. Enjoy your Saturday and uh, you know your game day traditions uh, against Georgia. And uh, yeah, we'll see you in the post game. Happy and, New uh, Year! Happy, Happy New, Year. New Year to everybody! And we will be on the air at some point to review what the hell happened in the exhibition game down in Miami. <laughs> Hopefully, it's a win. Hopefully, it's a win. So thank you all again. Absolutely. Enjoy the rest of your uh, week and enjoy your weekend. And we will see you all soon. Have a great one, y'all. Be safe. Be safe.